the youth are coming back, and uh, I'm excited for them tonight. I hope they can share a little bit tonight when they get back. It's a fantastic time down there, and uh, God is really, uh, um, and the kids was kind of excited because uh, the guy that's driving the bus, don't normally drive the bus, but he went to college with a guy that owns the bus company, so he flew in to drive the bus this weekend, but he's got to fly right back out because he's got to go back out on the road tonight, and he's, who's that, Roger, he's with? Luke Bryant, he's Luke Bryant's bus driver, and so the kids was really, but he connected with them, and uh, telling them all about Jesus and stuff, so uh, that's going to be, uh, <clears throat> God did some mighty things there. Before we settle in here just a little bit, I, I know you, uh, and if you missed men's breakfast uh, yesterday, uh, put it on for the last Saturday of the month, come, you'll enjoy it. It's a good time, and uh, but we got coming up here, uh, praise night, still on, right, Dina, the first, and uh, the first, bit six, okay, and uh, just come on out, hey, it's just going to be a time, every, everybody come in, it's just it's let Holy Ghost time, and then we're going to do the seventh, which is Good Friday, bit six too, and uh, just come out, going to have time of communion, sing some songs, and just kind of reflect on Easter, Easter is the ninth, you know, and then as uh, we always do, there will be no Sunday school, there will be no PM service, but you want to have your children here because we will register them for uh, things that we have that we want to bless the kids with. So that morning there will be a table set up out there just outside of the foyer, and they will do stuff and look forward to that. And then on the 16th morning service will be baptism. Currently we have 11 signed up. So you pray about it. and uh, But I always say this, if the morning of, if God speaks to you, come on up. Because we'll talk a little more about the, the importance of baptism. It's just, uh, you know, you can go down wet and come up wet, go down a center and come up a center, okay? There's something about a heart change. There, there's something about baptism is something today. Um, if you want to kind of know where I'm going here in a little bit, um, I'm going to kind of go around, I told Jace today, but we're going to read out of Mark 2, verses 21 and 22, and then we're going to read out of Mark 3, verses 1 through 6, and then we're going to read out of 1 Corinthians 15, verses 42 to 47. Uh, we'll get there in just a little bit. I want to kind of bring these scriptures out in a different way and try to bring them together, and we'll talk about them as we'll go. You know, I heard something, someone say something one time, and, and, I, and I want to interject it here today. There's not a message that anyone can preach one time or anything that will fix all of your problems immediately. Amen? So, but what God does do, He does put, set in the fivefold, the apostle, prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, and the teacher, and He does set them in the church, the Bible says, for the equipping and, and the edifying of the saints. So He works through His order. But uh, there's times that uh, things bother other people more than they bother some people. That doesn't mean there's anything wrong. It just means that sometimes we have to go at things a little different. So we're going to look at something here just a little bit different today. And you may be able to say, well, you know, I'm done past it. And that's fine. But, you know, we all have something that every day we have to get up and say, Lord, I put this under the blood today. Y'all, I'm, I'm in a room of Holy Ghost Saint-filled people. 
you know. See, I'll I, I just tell you on me, I have to get up every morning and say, Lord, let the light of you shine through me. Because I got a man on a coffin right here tapping my shoulder saying, just let me take care of that problem. No, no, I don't want you to get out. I got rid of you. I don't need you out. Because I want him to see the light of Jesus. Hallelujah. So let's pray a minute. Father, we thank you, dear Lord, for the word. We thank you, Father, for just your presence. And Father, whether this world wants to understand it or not, you're coming as soon. You're getting the bride ready in every direction. Father, you are sending an invitation, Father, to the lost of lost, Father. And let them know that there's only one way, only true way. And that's through you, Father. You are the door, the way, the truth, and the life. And I pray, Father, for just a few minutes today, Father, that we would just glorify on you and let the word work in us and through us. And, Father, that we would leave here, Father, more of you in us than what we came in. And everyone said amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's kind of a funny title if you want to title it today. I'm not really a title guy, but it's really how I got to think. And I used to have an uncle that uh, my grandparents came from the Appalachians, so around him I learned a lot of. Janelle remembers going there when she was just like 14 with me, and they're real twangy, and they real and they, you, you you learn different words for stuff, you know. Uh, and uh, but this in here you hear a lot of people say, but my uncle always always used to say, "You you see what I'm saying." You've heard that word a lot, but he'd say, you see what I'm saying? And, but God reminded me of that the other day. I, I, I was telling, uh, I think it was Travis when he was loading on the bus out there, I was going around like 100 miles a minute, and he said, you're, you're, uh, you're full of uh, energy today. And I said, no, I'm wore out. I said, a lot of people get tired when they get, or they sit down when they're tired. I said, I don't. I said, I get worry. I said, you don't want me to preach when I'm like this. Well, I said, there's no filters, none at all. And, uh, but um, anyway, doing that, I told him, I said, I, told, I was telling uh, Brother John right there, I said, if I say any other city but today, don't worry about it, just let me go right on, don't, don't even correct me. Was like, but I've seen God move in a lot of different ways this week in a, in, a lot of, in a lot of places. But God started bringing this back to me, see what I'm saying. Because the Word of God from the front to the back, it's backed with truth of God's revelation and it's all packed with truth. I'm going to build up here just for a little bit before we go. It's His plan, His way, His timing. But in that, we daily must submit these vessels to His, His outline, which is the Word of God. Can you say amen? When we all boil down, ladies and gentlemen, we can have a lot of things that we think, want to do, or should do. But it all boils down to the truth of His Word. Okay. So we must submit these vessels daily. And it may surprise some, some of you. But really, in all truth, our opinion doesn't really matter or does it change the Word of God. We can have one and we can camp out on that, but in order to get God to move, it's His way, His plan, and His timing. We all cry for a revival. We're, we're going to look at that here in a minute. We all cry uh, for God to move upon His land. We're going to look at that here in a minute. But let me just, let me just do this to you right here, just, just a minute right here. It... it, it what moves mountains and what moves us is what's in this book and what it's asking for. It says, those who seek the presence of God. Jeremiah 29, 13 says, you will seek me and find me 
when you seek me with all of your heart. So there's something has to be with an inward. Remember we talked about last week, so a man thinks in his heart so is he. So there, there's something about, about an inward change. First Chronicles uh, 16, 11 says, Look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. So there's daily a continuational seeking of the Lord that we need to do. Isaiah 55, 6 says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. See, I think a lot of people read that read over, but there is a day that there will be a day no more. We have a chance, ladies and gentlemen, right now to get these vessels right with the Lord. We have a day right now to tell people about the Lord, but there's going to be a day there will be a day no more. Amen? Amen. Now, you're going real slow, Pastor. That's right, I'm going real slow because I want this to light switch on you like it's never light switched on you before. When I read this, you're going, your mind's going to go one way, then we're going to retract back to it, and you're going to go, oh, my lands. I never looked at it that way before. When you read in here, the Bible is all about um, getting near and seeking, but what it really means when you look the word seek is, is deliberately striving and desiring something to the act of its will. And so when we truly seek the Lord with all of our heart, with all of our passion, what we're saying is, Lord, not my will, but your will, and that's what I want you to conform this vessel to every day. Can you say amen? Amen. Okay. Okay, because we just sang Beulah Land. I told Dina, I said, if you can find that, I'd like to sing that, because Beulah really does mean marriage. And there, there, is a, there is a marriage supper that we're going to, ladies and gentlemen. Are you excited? Woo! Yes, there, there is a marriage supper that we're going to. And I, I really believe, as I told the church this week, I really believe that there, there is a, a, a pulling of the groom and a shouting of the bride and an arranging of the Holy Spirit that's taking place right now on this earth that I don't think we fully understand. But I think God is getting the bride ready for, for a marriage meeting that we have dreamed and sang about for generations I really do I really do I, I see uh, I see the hardness of hearts now uh, looking for truth they're looking for love they're looking for the way right now I see such a change uh, e even in denominations that last year that would not welcome uh, you even talking about the Holy Spirit or embracing the Holy Spirit now so God is moving 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 upon lands but we have been, um, if I can use this word, religion and denomination has taught us wrong in a lot of ways. We look at things one way, but in reality, God had it set a different way, if I can say it that way. It may come out confusing, but it, it will open up as we go here. Um, see, the Bible is all about restoration. Where the, where the first Adam stopped, the last Adam stepped in. Amen. Amen. And Jesus has redeemed us, his creation, to be a warehouse distribution center. Do you know you're a warehouse distribution center? Huh? Do you know you're a warehouse distribution center? Wherever you walk, healing needs to show up. Wherever you walk, peace needs to come. Wherever you walk, love needs to be there. Wherever you're at, the atmosphere needs to settle because you are a warehouse distribution center of the kingdom. Amen. Now, I'm going real slow because when I read these chapters, I just told you, and then we go back, your mind automatically is going to drift one way because that's how religion has taught us. 
And then when I really say something in here in a minute, you're going to say, Woohoo, I don't think so. Then we're going to go back and look at it here in just a minute. See, you, 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 got, you got to realize something when I said, see what I'm saying? See, when I was studying through all this, when you look at the overview, Ruth was begging in a field that she owned. Did you ever just stop and think about that? Ruth was begging in a field that she owned. So how many times are we sitting in something acting like an outsider when in reality the distribution center inside of us, God has given us authority in that? Hang with me. Hang with me. See, David played a harp in a temple that he was going to occupy. We got to see what we're saying, which it means, I love how the Word of God works. The Word of God works this way. You say it, you don't see it, but it is. See what I'm saying? By His stripes you are what? Healed. Do you see it? No, but is it there? Yes. See what I'm saying? So we are in lease of this earth. A lot of people have different things, but in reality, from Genesis on, God has given us a lease, if you will, of this earth until he returns. In Revelation, he comes back, he's going to come back, and he's, he's going to take it back. So um, the first thing that was created in the heavenlies was the Garden of Eden, and, and it, it was here on earth. But why was that the first thing? Because it was a reflection of what we couldn't see. Are you with me? So the Garden of Eden was a reflection of what we couldn't see. See what I'm saying? But he made it visible so we could see it. So the Garden of Eden was a pictorial of the heavenlies coming down in form. Now hang with me. Hang with me. This sounds so elementary that we get it wrong. We'll get it wrong every time. See, the Adam was created. The Word tells us Adam was created in God's image. So there's a likeness there. So you have the Eden, you have God's image, so he's making what can't be seen be seen. He's bringing the heaven down to earth. He's given dominion. So we have God who's a spiritual person, you can't see, but then you see an Adam, which is physical copy of what you do see. But what you can't see was made from his image. Now let's, let's digest this in you just a little bit, guys, because the light switch is going to come on here if you'll just let me work this thing up just a little bit, it's going to come on just here just a little bit. So the heavenlies was made seen in the Eden. His image was made seen in the Adam. So heaven is manifesting in the natural, in the earth realm, because it's coming from the spirit realm of heaven. Are we in agreement of that? Amen? Okay. Hang with me. Hang with me just a moment. So, let's go up here a minute to Mark 2 and read this just a minute. And you read your translations and I'll read mine and then we'll, we'll go down. We're going to read all this and we're going to come back and look at it here a minute. So I'm in Mark 2, 21. Read the board if you want to. But it says, no one sews a piece of new cloth, cloth on an old garment or else the new piece that covered it tears away from the old and, it, and, and is made worse. And no one pours new wine into old wineskin, or else the new wine bursts the wineskin, and the wine is spilled, and the wineskin will be marred. But new wineskin 
must be poured into new wineskin. Now, let's go over to Mark 3. Just turn your page there just a moment. <clears throat> I'm going to read 1 through 6. Again, he entered the synagogue. Now, you've got to realize what just happened right up to here. Jesus taught, and then he demonstrated. Can, can, can you say amen to that? Jesus always taught, then he demonstrated. Jesus always taught, then he demonstrated. So he just taught right here what type of vessels we need to be. He said, you can't be old. Then he turned around and took them into a place, the next chapter here in 3, and now he's demonstrating what he just talked about in 2. So he's saying this right here. Again, he entered by the synagogue, and there was a man who had a withered hand. They watched him to see whether he would heal him on the Sabbath so that they might accuse him. He said to the man who had the withered hand, Stand up. Then he said to him, Is it lawful to do good or to do evil on the Sabbath, to save a life or kill? But they kept silent. When he had looked around at them with anger, being grieved from the hardness of their hearts, he said to the man, Now I want you to underline that in your Bible, Stretch forth your hand, stretch your hand forth, forward. He stretched it out, and his hand was restored, underline that, as whole as the other. Then the Pharisees went out and immediately took counsel with the Herodians against him how to kill him. Now, we're going to go over, to, go over here to 1 Corinthians 15, just for a moment. And a lot of people call this a resurrection chapter, right? 15, uh, starting in 47, and it is, but 42 to 47, but we're going to look at it in a little different way, then we're going to start breaking this down here just a minute. So it says right here, starting in 4.2, So also in the resurrection of the dead, the body is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. So it is written, The first Adam was made a living soul. The last Adam was made a life-giving spirit. What's that next say? However, that which is spiritual is not what? Is not first. So that which is spiritual is not first. But the natural, then the spiritual, then the first man was of the earth, made of the dust, the second man with the Lord from heaven. Now let's look at that one more time. So... Let, let, let me get this in you a minute. However, that which is spiritual is not what? First. But that natural and then the spiritual. Now that right there just stretched you all just a little bit right there. Any religion in you, that just, ping, that just stretched you real quick right there. Because I want to show you how God has things set up from the very beginning. And this is how God operates. And this is what God was talking about there. The Bible says right there, when we have this thing in lease, you are in charge of the activities of this place. So we have this place on lease from God, from dominion. The Bible says Jesus is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Does, it, does the Bible not say that? Okay, who is he kings over? Who's king of kings? King of kings and Lord of lords. So who's in that family? We're just Bible class 101, guys. King of kings and Lord of lords. 
So who's he over? Say us. Okay, okay. So he made Eden because Eden was a reflection of heaven. He made Adam because Adam was an image of God. He gave him dominion in Genesis over the earth. Now we're walking in right here. So in the kingdom, there's kings and then there's commandments. Now when a word or decree is given, the king must stand behind it. Amen? Are you all in agreement with that? That is why a king will keep his word. So Jesus tells us, when you walk into something, bring my name with you. See, he's operating in the invisible, but we're operating in the natural. He said, because my word has my kingdom ship behind it, and I will follow through what I have decreed. Are we in agreement? Amen. Amen. Okay, stay with me here, guys. Stay with me. So, 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 Jesus, so God operates in the invisible realm, meaning it does not exist in our eyes, but it does exist when he brings it to the natural. See what I'm saying. I want to drop that in you just for a moment. So the Bible says we can see is temporal, but what we cannot see is eternal. That's in 2 Corinthians. So God sets the spirit world up as the main world, then he places the spirit in the world so you can see it. Because now the authority of dominion has been set because of the last Adam. I'll tell you how you know that so much. Everybody says, and, and I hear a lot of Christians say this, well, you know, God's in charge, God's in control. I've even heard that say that about storms. But if that was true... Why did Jesus get up and walk up on the bow of the boat and what did he speak to? Wind and the waves and the storm. If he did that, he would have been rebuking his father. Right? Because he just said, I only do and say what I see what? My father do. Now, this is all going to get you here in a minute. But there's three witnesses in heaven. Who is the three witnesses? God. The Word and what? The Spirit. So before Jesus came, what was His name? The Word. The Word. So it is the Word that became visible to us when it was invisible from us. Hang with me just a moment here. So when the second Adam came, it had to come out of the unseen the Word had to come visible for us to operate in what the king had de decreed because the first Adam had already messed it up. God had already set a standard on what to do. Isn't it amazing that on the sixth day, everything that God created, they didn't know what they was until Adam started telling them what they was. Because he had decreed everything over to what he had made visible, which was his image, then that image could tell everything, you're a giraffe, you're a chair, you're a tree, you're this. Because it was waiting on the visible, tangible thing of God to release the authority that the king had decreed. Hang with me just a moment. You think, where are we going with this? You just hang on with me. 
God cannot retract the order because he said, let us make man in our own image, giving them dominion over all. God decreed it. God placed it in his name on, his, on it, and he stands by it. So authority in this earth has a body. God ordained it. God sealed it. God works through it, and God will not release from that. You've got to understand this right here, that in 1 John 5, 7, the three that bear witness, the writer of just said, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. John 1, 14 says, the Word became flesh and dwelled among us. John 4, 24 said, God is a spirit, and they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. So when you look at that right there, that God has sealed it and done it, Genesis 1, 31 I told you that they did not even know what they was. The natural action and natural movement releases the spirit realm. The Word became a man called Jesus. Can you say amen? So why do you think the adversary fights the Holy Spirit becoming revelation to you so much? Because he knows that a spirit without something to occupy what God has set up cannot release the Word that became flesh to set the order to be restored. Are you with me? That's why Satan fights the Holy Spirit. That's why he kills it in churches. That's, that's why he tries to make people think, well, it's not that big of a deal. It's just the Holy Spirit. No, 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 no. The Word became flesh to reset. Restore actually means to make new. Jesus came back to reset to make new what the first Adam lost. He came in and then he said, okay, then he said, it's expedient that I leave because I want to send what? The comforter is going to be who? The Holy Spirit. Okay, how can that be? Well, what does the Bible say God is? God is what? A spirit. The Bible says that God is a spirit. So a spirit has to have a body, Adam, in order to fulfill his assignment here on earth. So why do you think the Holy Spirit is looking for the church, the vessels here? Hello. He's looking for us to be able to decree and declare the word through Eden that God had set up from the beginning. Are you with me? That's why he said right here, and when I read it, I know all of you just kind of shocked you a little bit when he said, however, that which is spiritual is not first, but the natural and then the spiritual. He was talking about what our assignment down here on earth, ladies and gentlemen. He was talking about our earth, our assignment down, down here on earth. This shakes people up because this is accountability time. It's accountability time because what he was saying right there is the very thing that we have been asking for, the very thing that we've been pleading God for, the very thing. See, you've got to understand, just look at God like he, God right up here. You're saying, oh God, please save my family. God, to heal my family. God will do all that, but you've got to understand the one thing. He needs a decree and a declare from a vessel with the Holy Spirit which is in the Word so he can activate on what he's doing. Hang with me just a moment right here. The man with the withered hand. Let's backtrack just a little bit. See, the thing that I want you... Can you put that back up there, the one with the withered hand, Jason? Can you go back to that just a moment? So here we are. The last Adam, which was Jesus, 
which was the Word. The Word became flesh. The, the Word dwelt among us. He said, I need to go, so I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes because He's the Comforter. He is the one that has the revelation of heaven, which is the Garden of Eden that Jesus made, which He made the image in Adam, which that image now becomes in us. So we, if two or more agree on, on anything, if two agree in, in uh, if what you bind on earth is what? Bound in heaven. So he's trying to tell you there is something about I have to work from heaven to in order, I have to work from earth to get heaven to release down to earth. And we've got it just backwards. We've been taught just backwards. But God's saying right here, I've got to have my dominion set the way I did it. And the only way it works, I need vessels to work through because that's how my dominion was set up. If you look at the man with the withered hand, he entered again into the synagogue and there was a man that which had a withered hand. Now, I want you to understand, he had just taught right before that when he was telling them about uh, uh, miracles and new wineskins and, 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 and how, how to do things and, 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 and how to do vessels. And, and there's things you've got to change in your life. There's, there's things you've got to become accountable for. There's, there's things you've got to do. And then he gets and he teaches them. He walks in here. Okay, go to the next verse right there. And they, and they watched him, see, Religion will always watch you because it does not want that spirit to come because the adversary knows when you start operating in your kingdom authority, he knows that you have clicked in to what Jesus was saying. You see what I'm saying? He understands what you was doing. So whether he would heal him on the Sabbath, they didn't have matter what day it was that they might accuse him. Go ahead to the next one. And he said to the man which had the withered hand, stand forth. So he told him to recognize what he was doing. Go one more time. And he said to him, Is it lawful to do a good on the Sabbath day or to do evil, to save life or to kill? But they held their peace. One more time. And when they looked around on them with anger, being grieved for the hardest of the heart, he said unto the man, What did he say to the man right there? Read, read that next little line. He didn't say the withered hand, did he? He said, Stretch forth thy hand. He didn't say the withered hand. He said, stretch forth thy hand. And he stretched it out. And it was a restored whole. Now the man stretched out the withered hand. But you know how many times we'll do when God's working with us and things? We want to stretch out the hand there's nothing wrong with. We want to stretch out the hand where everything's okay in my life. We want to stretch out the hand that no, don't tell people that I'm broken. We don't want to stretch out the hand that says, I've had a little issue here. I've had little things going on in my life. We're going to have people walking in doors, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to have withered hands. Are we ready to let them stretch that forth? You don't know what I did before I come in here. You don't know what my life used to be. I was a prostitute. I was a drug addict. I used to do this. I used to do that. Jesus said, stretch forth your hand. Stretch forth your hand. See, because what he's trying to get them to realize right here is you can't put new wine in old wineskins. There's things I want to deal with, but you're going to have to stretch it forth and release it and let me have it so I can make that vessel a new wineskin to fill you up with. Can you see what you can't see? Because I'm trying to bring heaven to earth, but I need your vessel to release it so it can carry it. So what he's doing right here is he said right there, he said, Stretch forth thy hand, and the man did stretch it forth. Hang with me. 
Hang with me just a minute here, ladies and gentlemen. So the restoring the hand means a new structure, a new creature, and, 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 and a, new, a new vessel, if you will. If you look right back in there, and you don't have to turn there in 1 Corinthians, it says, However, that which is spiritual was not first, but the natural, and then the spiritual, then the first man was of the earth made of the dust, the second man was the Lord was made of the earth, or the spiritual. So this is where we're at today, ladies and gentlemen, in churches abroad right now. We can come to church, we can sing Beulah Land, and I love that song. We can come in, we can, but most people in churches today and abroad, they're looking for who the pastor is, what this is, and what this, and, and I would venture to say you don't have a relationship with Jesus. You have a relationship with somebody's identity, but you don't have a relationship with Jesus. That's right, ain't it? Hmm? It shouldn't matter who's standing up here if, God, if God's working through it. Amen? But see, people will come and go because, and they do it all over the world. Because what God's looking for right here, can you stretch forth everything that's restricted me and you to let that new wineskin and me come out? Can you stretch that hand forth? Can you stretch that hand forth? Can you stretch forth what's restricting me and you? See, well, so-and-so's playing the drums. So-and-so's playing the keyboard. So-and-so saying. So-and-so back here. So-and-so right here. So-and-so, well, I ain't going to come. I don't want to listen to them. I don't, I'm not going to do this. So we're not, we're not walking around with a new wineskin. We're walking around with an old wineskin trying to portray a new image. When he says, my image, we're going to be building his image. What's his image? His image is his presence. His image is what he's declared, decreed in his word. But in order for that to happen, we have to say, when he says, stretch it forth, we have to say, Lord, I have, here. See, this is the thing we don't say. This is the thing that the world's going to say when they come in here. Can you truly accept me for who I am if I stretch my withered hand forth? Can you, can, can men use, can you still, will you still put your arm around me when I stretch my arm forth? Will you still love me when I truly tell you? Will you, will, will you, you tr truly do that? I remember a meeting that we was at one time and Steve Lance was there and another guy, and the guy looked at forward at the top and the lady was, uh, and the la lady was in the back and had her, and the guy was, uh, we was drop micing that night. If you ever drop mic, you, you just walk along the bed and I'd hand a Christian, you get up and she'd just take off. And we was drop micing that night. I don't really like it sometimes, but it, it works. And the guy grabbed the mic, and he looked back, and he looked right back there, and he said, young lady in the back, come forward right here. And she came forward, and she was bawling and squalling. And he said, last night, he said, you was in a nightclub dancing before men, and you got invited here today, and the devil's trying to tell you that you don't deserve to be here. But he said, I'm here to tell you, God loves you. And that girl started crying and she said, every bit of that is true. See, what did she do? She stretched her withered hand out and said, I have a problem in this area, Lord, but would you fix it? And the people around her got up and loved her because she was afraid if I stretch it forth, will you still want me to come with you? Will you still want me to sit beside you? See, sometimes these, these messages don't fix you just like that. And I can't find that in the Bible where that's even biblical, ladies and gentlemen. Sometimes it's a progress every day. Some days you have to get up every day. See, sometimes things enter your mind every day. It's just a daily battle. And sometimes we have to say, Lord, help me in that area today. I'm having a little more trouble in that department than I normally do. 
We have to stretch our witherness ahead of God and say, God, help me. Because he's trying to put the new wine into the new wineskin. He's trying to restore, which means make completely new. He's trying to undo what the world tried to do, what the last Adam come to restore to bring us back so the bride can go home. Amen? Amen. I want you to stand with me just for a moment. Aren't you going to go on? No, I'm not going to go on. I could, but I'm not. Whatever you can find to play back here, just play. Just saying, whoo! I'm excited for the youth getting here tonight. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. This ain't, oh, I want you to come for, this ain't none of that. I just want you to just sit right there just a moment. Just one-on-one -on -one with Daddy. We sang Beulah Lamb, which means bride. It, it, it means marriage. But I want you to just sit there one-on-one -on -one with God and just sit on right there with the Word. And He's saying, will, will you stretch your withered hand out to me today? Will you stretch it out for me? Will you stretch it out for me today? Not going to give you a mic, not going to do anything. But everything that we just stretch out and give to him, guys. Everything. There's something about new wineskin, putting the new wine in the new wineskin. There's something about the restoration of just making that whole again, making that perfect. Sometimes it's the mental battles that we know we shouldn't fight, but we fight. Sometimes it's the lies that we allow the enemy to come in on us every day and tell us something that we know is not true and is contrary to the Word of God. Sometimes we have to stretch that out every day and say, Lord, help me. We plead the blood, we listen to the sermons, we read the Word, but you don't know my life. Sometimes it's a daily thing. We have to say, Lord, I stretch my hand forward. I stretch my withered hand forward this morning. If you don't know Jesus, you want to re-up right now, you just tell Him, say, Lord, I need you into my life right now. I need restoration into my life. But ladies and gentlemen, there is a day coming that there's going to be a sound and the bride will become home and we will be going to that Beulah land. We will be going to that marriage. We will be going to that supper. But right now, while we're here, while we still have the Ruach, the breath of God inside of us, there's an assignment. Everybody's worried about how they look and everything doing like that. You need to get over yourself. It's all about His image. There's people dying and going to hell. There's people out here walking and looking for the truth because they have met too much religion and old wineskin and old wineskin has brought them nothing but more than what the world has. It's just doctored up different. And there's a time out here and the time is now that this world needs to see the new wineskin of the church and let them see that it's okay. It's okay. I pray for the prostitutes to enter these doors. I pray for the drug addicts to enter these doors. I pray for the homeless to enter these doors. I pray for the unwed mothers to enter these doors. I pray, I pray, I pray, Lord, send us the old wineskins so we can love them into new wineskins. But unless we stretch forth, church, totally, our withered hands, how can we help something that we're not willing to release ourselves?
We have to be willing to say, Lord, I've stretched my good arm forth so many times because I wanted people to think I had it all together. But I'm tired and I'm wore out. And today, I'm going to bring my withered hand from behind and I'm going to stretch it out. Father, I, need, I just need restored. I need restoration in my life, Father. I make everybody think I've got it. And I even fool myself sometimes. Is the battle going to quit in your mind? Probably not. Because the battlefield is where the devil goes. There may be days you have to stretch that withered hand forward and say, Lord, we done took care of this. But as you grow more and more into him and more and more into that new wineskin, the freshness of him will become stronger and stronger every day, ladies and gentlemen. That's why you can step forward when he declares and decrees in his word that peace I leave you. By my stripes you are healed. For me and my household we will serve the Lord. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Because he has decreed and declared that word, ladies and gentlemen. Can we grab a hold of that word in the decree that it was sent? Raise your hands with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, we stretch forth the day before you. Oh, whoo. Daddy, we love you so much. And Father, even in our faults, sometimes every day, Father, the things that we walk through, Father, you still love us. But Father, today we stretch our arms forth, the good and the withered. And we say, Father, here I am. Father, I give it to you. Whatever that is right now, just give it to him. You watching online, just give it to him right now. And say, Father, I want the new wineskin of you. I want the new wine of you, Daddy. Hallelujah. I want the total restoration to be made new, Daddy. Hallelujah. I understand, Father, for the first time, Father, that you had a plan that you declared and decreed in, that you set the first Adam in order, that you could have dominion here on earth through the spirit realm made natural. And I understand, Father, for the first time that the Word was made flesh so it could come down and reset what the first Adam lost. And I understand now, Father, for the first time why the Holy Spirit is so much needed in my life and why I need to welcome that. Because the Spirit is needing the willingness of this image in order to do and fulfill what you have called this earth assignment to be. And Father, today, I want to be one of those vessels. I want to be the one that the Holy Spirit dwells in. I want to be that new wineskin, Daddy. Hallelujah. But Father, it takes with me and you being honest, and you already know, and I know you know. But today, I stretch my withered hand forth, Father, as you touch it. It may be loneliness. It may be anger. It may be jealousy. It may be pride. It may be that your image you think is more important than his image and you have to let that go. But today, Father, I give it to you. I'm sorry. I ask for forgiveness, Father. I know there's times that you've talked to me and wanted me to do things and be doing things, but Father, I, I let that become a limitation to me and I'm sorry. Me and you may work on this every day, Daddy, but I know you're going to be with me. Because today, Father, I totally release to you. Mm, thank you, Jesus. 
And so, Father, I just thank you for the days ahead, the assignment you have for me, and let, mm, let someone, Father, in my past see the light of you, Father. Hallelujah. And, Father, we praise you, Father, right now for who you are. In Jesus' name. And everyone said amen.